step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. All right, race fans, y'all know what time it is. It's Monday night. Another episode of Race Chat Live with Craig and Chris. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, before we get started, before we get started, I've got to tell you a little bit about what's going on up here in the great Northeast. Uh, it is February 25th. I'm a little upset that that Daniel Hemmerich had a bad day yesterday, but we'll get to that in a minute. The winds have blown up here 75 miles an hour almost all day long. Wow. My house is mobile. I just hope it doesn't really become mobile. 75 mile an hour gust. That is no joke, race fans. That's a... that's some that's some pretty strong winds, and and, and, and you know it's funny that you mentioned that, Craig. A a 767 jet airliner uh, reached up to 801 miles an hour on its trip uh, following the, the the jet stream. That the winds are so powerful up there that normally a jet travels around 525 miles an hour. Well, this was this was near. Uh, uh, what's it called? Breaking the sound barrier. Uh, yeah. And just imagine if you were on that flight there, and <laughs> it felt like you had some nitros or something in the back back there. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I can't wait. So till the weather has told- been crazy up there. Uh, tell us, uh, uh, is it snow drifts? I mean, what's going on up there? Is it still snowing? Yeah, we've got we've got. Um, they're saying lizard-like conditions. It took me 50 minutes to drive into work this morning, and it's normally a 35-minute 35 35-minute 35 ride. It took me almost an hour to get home tonight. So, well, I mean, it's just that bad. It's But if I just told Dana that if I ever, ever, ever bitch about the heat this summer, she is to smack me around. Because... <laughs> I've had enough of the snow. Um, you know, and, and he's talking and complaining about heat in northern New York, where we suffer here in Mississippi. We can handle the winter. Uh, you know, it, we it's it, it's they wear shorts in our winter up up north, but in the in the south, buddy, when the temperatures reach about 107 degrees and it's 100 percent humidity. Uh, I oh, just Lord. don't know what's any worse than that. I just, it's really, mm-hmm. and, and guys, we've turned into a swampland down here. Uh, I remember as a kid, a lot of swampland being around, 
uh, when I was growing up and stuff and hunting in the woods. And, uh, well, you know, over about 10, 15, 20 years, a lot of that swampland dried up. Guys, I'm seeing swampland now in places I hadn't seen since I was a kid. And it just shows, man, we've turned into a rainforest down here. Y'all are getting all the snow. We're getting mild temperatures and rain every day. Uh, it's really, um, the weather is about as predictable as uh, the NASCAR races right now. <laughs> Unpredictable. Unpredictable. I mean, who could have predicted Atlanta, right? Uh, oh, and, and all odds against Brad Keselowski, right? The yeah, guy couldn't even finish practice the day before. He was sick. He was in the campgrounds the day before on that Friday night giving out stuff and, and chilling with the fans. I almost wonder if uh, uh, you know if he didn't maybe suffer some food poisoning or, or something to that effect. Because, guys, I've had the flu, and it definitely was not over in 24 hours. No, and but, you know, D.W. and Jeff Gordon said the same thing. When, when they were sick in the car, they um they didn't complain a whole lot about a car because they were worried about being sick. Yeah, they were just trying to make it, right? And the focus level is beyond what anybody can imagine. You know, we've seen this with Denny Hamlin when he when he hurt his leg, right? Everybody said, "Oh, Denny's gonna he's he's gonna wash out now that he's he's got his hurt leg." He went out there and won. We've seen it with uh, Brad Keselowski when he first broke out. If you guys remember, he was up testing at a road course, slammed into the wall, broke his ankle, went out there and turned into a superstar, won the championship later on that year. If we can go back to Michael Jordan, the flu. Uh, in one of the championship ball games, we could also talk about Brett Favre, one of my favorite guys, uh, with his father passing away. Goes out and throws the best football game he's ever had. There's something about the, uh, you know, being under that kind of pressure. These guys learn how to prevail. And and Brad Keselowski, you know, I, if if we were to be live right now in cameras on us, who would raise their hand when they thought Martin Truex Jr. was actually going to chase him down? I know I did. Yeah, oh, I did. I thought for sure he would get him. And Truex was not a happy camper after the race. <laughs> Talk about the whiniest person in the garage. Uh, I should we, we were that now or, or maybe later? <laughs> I thought we were listening to Joey Logano. Oh, my just gosh. Martin Truex, you just wound up at the best team you know, in, in, in NASCAR right now, I mean, c- considering performance-wise, uh, you know, of course we would say Hendrick is the is the predominant uh, garage there in the circuit, NASCAR circuit. But, but over the last few years, it's been Joe Gibbs racing. It's like this guy can find anything to complain about. Lord have mercy. I hope they peeled the, the, the ends off his toast for breakfast. Jesus. <laughs> In two races, they got a first, a second, a third, and a second. I mean, what can you complain well, about? Well, what's there to complain teams? about? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know that the guy's probably a perfectionist, but, you know, Martin, what's going to happen when you're sitting in Jimmy Johnson's seat right now? Two laps down, guys. Jimmy Johnson was two laps down. Is Jimmy – we'll go with the first question here, and it's off cue, so we won't spend but a second on it. Is Jimmy Johnson realizing that he may not retain that factor that he carried for so many years? Can, can, can you guys see it? Because I can see the defeat in his eyes. 
I can, you know, it reminds me of the Cars movie where where Kyle Petty's going through it. And he and he says to to uh, um, the character that played the '95. What, what's his name? Uh, oh, come on now. Lighting anyway, he says uh, he says, "How do you know when to retire?" And Kyle Petty says, "They'll tell you when you retire." And and I just feel like that's what's uh, going on with Jimmy right now. Two laps down, guys. He was two laps down. It, you know, uh, he had that restart there. <laughs> it looked like he was sitting in third or fourth or whatever, but he was actually two laps down and just ahead of the wave around traffic. That's about the only time old Ally got into the uh, sponsor shot uh, throughout the whole race, guys. Yeah, you know, they're going to have to do something. Uh, I mean, I'm not panicking yet. It's only the second it's the second race of the year, so I'm not panicking yet. I think that uh, uh, I think that if you're uh, if we're you know, you know ten races in, now it's time to panic. But I still think that they're going to have a learning curve with uh, uh, Kevin. What's it's his funny. name? His 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 uh, there. Go ahead, Jason. I was going to speak. I just said it, it's funny. I guarantee if we go back last year, listen to the beginning of the season, our, I don't know, necessarily our show, but almost every NASCAR show, if you go the year before and probably even go the year before that, it's always the same theme. What's going on with Jimmy Johnson? What's, what's every year, this is how the season starts. And I'm laughing because here we go again. And we all know what happens about halfway to playoff time. They're kind of like LeBron when, he, when he's playing. You get about halfway in the season. Okay, it's time to get get things straightened up. Let's let's get on the ball. Let's. But we have this conversation at the beginning of every season. We talk about Hendrick and their woes, and we talk about Jimmy Johnson. And then next thing you know, we're at midseason, and all of a sudden we're talking about Hendrick. Excuse me, winning this race and, and Chase Elliott winning that race and. Excuse me. And, and by the time we hit playoffs, we're all predicting whether or not Jimmy Johnson's now going to be in the Final Four. And I think we all put him in the Final Four last year, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. But yeah, we did. It's, every year we do this. And so I, I'm sorry. I, I know I can't say it's funny or something. I'm laughing because this is the same conversation. I guarantee you for the last three years, every show across the board, it don't matter on what station they're on, we, we do this every year with Jimmy Johnson. Uh, and he may have a point, Craig. He, he may have a valid point there. So I guess the question should be better tuned. Who's in worst? Who's in the worst predicament right now? Is it Hendrick Motorsports or is it Jimmy Johnson? I think Jimmy Johnson's on the lower end of the hill. Hendrick will rebound, maybe not so much with Jimmy Johnson. But as 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 uh, Mr. C J Sports just said, he's heard this a million times. Now we did experience last year the the lackluster performance, I should say, uh, of, of Jimmy Johnson. He, you know, he got us excited there at the Roval. Uh, but as you said, he was, you know, he was battling for a, a chance in the playoff spot there. I mean, um, and, so, uh, you know, you talk about this year, I understand we're a couple races in, but we also got to take, he's got a new crew chief. I mean, there, there's things, it's, like, I agree with Craig. If we're talking 10 races in and, we're seeing an issue, and maybe things are not clicking. But we're two races in, and I mean, Daytona was not his fault. He was plowed over going down pit row. Like, I mean, that's. I mean, what what was he supposed to do? Um, 
we're ten races in and they're not clicking, maybe we can have this conversation. But you got a new crew chief. I'm sure there's other new members. You're just into whatever new rules this year. The cars are a little bit, you know, there's a little bit different. But you know what? Like, CJ, going back to what you just said, and I'm going to stop you right there. And I don't mean to cut you off, but I do. Oh, you go, go, go. Everybody, everybody is getting used to their new rules package. So they can't use that as an excuse. They can no longer use it as an excuse, we got a new car. We ran that car for 36 races last year. The rules package, yes, to an extent, but everybody's got the same rules package. Well, you know, but that's that was, just one more thing on top of having a new crew chief and everything else that hey, went if on. If I was like, Kevin Minder, I'd be scared to death right now because I could be another Lance McGrew. You know, I mean, literally, <laughs> in about five races, everybody's going to be ready to fire the crew chief, and it could it could possibly beat Jimmy. It could just be that he has now been defeated. Uh, you know, we all wondered oh, no, when Hulk Hogan say- was finally going to gonna you know give it up to to the next guy in line. We all wondered how Ric Flair would ever step aside, but guys, we've watched it, and it just seems like. The panic is set. It's there in his eyes. He's lost his crew chief. He's lost his sponsor. He's he's feeling a he's feeling like a stranger in his own home's bed. How many of y'all ever felt that way? I was just getting ready to say that. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, he agrees with me. Probably won't ever hear that again. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, no. I, I, what I'm saying is I agree with you in 10 races. Like, I, I don't see the same thing. And I understand, Craig, everybody's got the same rule package and everything else. But I, I'm just saying that's just one, you know, with the new crew chief and everything else he's got to adjust to. I know everybody's got to adjust to it. But that's just you're, not only are you adjusting to the new rule packages and whatever minor changes there been, but you're also doing it with a different crew chief. Before, you and Chad Kamas were on the same wavelength, so you knew your talk, your lingo, everything, and how to adjust and, and make these adjustments. Now you're trying to do this with a new crew chief, and, and it's not the same. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses, but we, we have this conversation beginning every year. I'm not saying this necessarily us, but the NASCAR community. And mid-season on, it's a whole different tune, and this year's even a little bit more different because there's another factor thrown in there. I'm just that's just my opinion. I'm just no. And, and you know what? I like to always be the say that I'm the first. I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna put it in focus. 
I'm going to make sure that we – I mean, there is hardly a prediction out there that I don't want to try to get first. I mean, it may be the competitor in me, but at the same time, I'll, you know, I'll stand to the bet to this day that Kyle Larson goes to Hendrick. Now, I have thought about it, and I said, you know what? Kyle Larson would be better off at Stuart Haas. But for some reason, I have to stay with the bet that he'll wind up in Hendrick Motorsports. Back to Keselowski, because I said we weren't going to spend very much time on that. Back to Keselowski. How does, okay, we're saying it's too early in the season. How does this set him up for the rest of the season, guys? We've seen it happen before, okay? Somebody comes in, they win the Daytona 500, they win a race early, and then the struggle starts. And then the rolling starts, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, it really wasn't the season that they pre- prepared, had prepared for. So, with that being said, is this win significant enough, or does Penske still need to work a little bit harder and try to get some momentum going with that two and twenty-two car? Because both cars well, have ran very well uh, the last two the last two races. Uh, does this is this is this one of those that we said that the race season starts now, but because of this and it being so early, is his win very significant? I'll start with you. It Chris. is. It is. It, it's. Uh, it was weeks, weeks, and weeks before he got his first win this year. Earlier tonight on Race Hub, they said I believe it was Larry McReynolds, and he said that. Um, this time last year, they were struggling. They got their win midsummer last year, and then he was in. Now, Paul Wolf can try new things that mm-hmm. he may not try, have tried, because he, he didn't have a W in the column, and he didn't have a spot in the 16th to use a basketball right now. Um, and, and, and to your point, Craig, I, w- I want to throw this out there because this was my thought. We gotta, we, we're, we're doing away with the restrictor plate. Now you get a tinker with Talladega because you don't got to worry about a win. You're already in, so you prepare yourself for that second run at Talladega later in the season when it matters more. Um, that's where my significant help with, with, the, with the scheduling well, you guys, I will go back to Kevin Harvick, okay, because Kevin Harvick, of course, won this race last year. What we've seen with Kevin Harvick, the, the, the big three was established early. But as you guys noticed, what carried Harvick through the playoffs wasn't his performance in the playoffs. It was all the, it was all the bonus points he racked up during the regular season. So, it basically, uh, when when the four car become a test car to try to get the other cars into the chase, they lost focus somewhere with the four team, and they were never able to completely rebound from it. That's the, that's the kind of theory that I'm working with in this one. And being that Keselowski is a member of a three, you know, basically a four-party team, the focus at Team Penske will now be to get Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, and, of course, Paul Menard into the playoffs. Does that take away from from anything in his season, or does it does it actually help him? I think I've, I've, I've seen from both of you guys, and both of you all have, uh, you know, a tad bit different opinion. But I, I do see where, uh, you know, they, they are given a chance. Like you said, a great point, Mr. CJ Sports, great point with the fact that Talladega, that's going to be one of those places – where they can do something that's that's not 
that, that, that nobody else does. You can basically throw that out there and say, okay, we're going to try this and we're going to try that because, guys, this is a throwaway race anyway. We're, we're going we're gonna to figure it out. We were, we're already in the playoffs. You know, let's, let's swing for the mountain. Yeah, this whole restricted plate thing. Right. And, and here's Brett Keselowski, the winningest restrictor plate racer in, in, in cup racing right now with, uh, I believe, but six I think, wins. So uh, it I, definitely I could be a though. season starter. It could be, you know, uh, it could be the, the sign of good things headed for the Penske number two uh, Ford Mustang. But at the same time, guys, I kind of worry that now that, you know, he's in the playoffs, that the attention will focus to the other teams, and then he becomes kind of this test car as they are trying. Guys, you know as well as I do, the new rule package, engineers want as much data compiled as possible. I wouldn't be surprised if they went out there and ran 200-pound springs in the left-right and and the sway bar jacked up ten times what it should be just to see how the car reacts in certain situations. Of course, nowadays, Mr. Uh, our old crew chief, still Steve Billmeyer, he would literally have to put that in the race car. Now the the engineers can actually just simulate it through the computer. Uh, but but any kind of lab data that they can get from these setups, of course, they're going to be wanting to to write these notes. Yeah, and they're going to they're going to they're going to get um, Paul Wolf. They're going to have to do something. You have to get the rest of the Penske uh, team up on. Up to the level uh, that mm-hmm. they're used to, that they're used to running. Because if not, Paul Menard's contract is a waste of time and money. Sponsors are not going to sit by. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's his daddy's company for crying out Christmas. They don't want to lose money. They don't want to lose money, and that's what's going to happen. So they're going to have to get the other teams up to snuff. Go ahead, CJ. Oh, no, I was kind of agreeing to your point. That was my biggest thing when the, the, the Keselowski win is I understand they're going to want to accumulate all the, the stage points and everything else. We, we know how important those points have become. But I, I just figured a race like Talladega where, yes, you're you're still wanting to win it, but with this new package or not having the restrictor plate anymore, you can – Play with things a little bit, a little bit more, because you're not so concentrated on getting into the playoffs. You're now more focused on the second run at Talladega to, to, you know, help you with your championship run. It is more, but I, that's why I feel that that yesterday's win was big. Um, I, I think the uh, the first year they came out with that, your win, your end stuff. It, it really. Uh, the main reason is because Dale Jr. was the one that won the Daytona 500 that year, and that was the first thing out of his mouth is, I'm in. So that it, it kind of, I was already, that was my first thought when it, when the rule was made up. I didn't like it, and then the first person to win the race, is the first thing out of his mouth, and I'm like, oh, God, I really hate this. Um, and, and this whole point thing and the way we got the stages now, that's really changed all that because now, they're not so much we're worried about that one win and in and get to play around with all the rest of the races like they were at the beginning of this, how this went. I love that Monster and NASCAR did the whole stage and the point thing because now there's really no dicking around. Like, yeah, you can test something once, like the restrictor plate thing, but you're, you you want to accumulate all the points you can accumulate. And so... Well, and that's that's both great points. Look, I've seen that the way Keselowski raced Logano, 
and 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 I expect these two guys to race each other the whole year that way, um, and and you know they're, they're teammates, but they set that aside. I, I was very impressed with how uh, Keselowski uh, did not back down with Logano when Logano passed him and and, and regained the lead there. Um, but it, well, I just asked everybody if they were if they were expecting Martin Truex Jr. to chase Keselowski down there at the end, and of course, you know, there's nothing sweeter than the taste of victory, and uh, so Keselowski wasn't going to give that position up. But I think what we just admitted was we had confidence in some passing going on here, right, guys? We've seen 26 lead changes throughout the race. Yeah, no, lead changes were lead changes were uh huge. Yeah, big factor the um, the most uh lead changes since Talladega, uh which was uh, you know, that's kind of the style of racing that they were looking to to be like. I think that the rule package so far is so good. Of course, Kurt Busch said it best. This is a track we go to one time. It's off the schedule for the rest of the year. The pavement, is, you know, is different than anything that they're they're going to race on from here on out. But, you know, at the same time, uh, I feel like, guys, it was a great race. I, I was well entertained. You know, coming off the excitement of the Daytona 500, now we're in Atlanta, hot Atlanta. Uh, I don't know if I was more impressed with the rule package or the guys on Saturday racing in the rain. That's, well, that here, let me tell you what Saturday was crazy. <laughs> it was foggy. It was I, didn't get, I didn't get a chance to watch Saturdays. I recorded it. I just didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, here's what Steve O'Donnell said about uh, Sunday's race at Atlanta. He said, I saw a fairly entertaining race. I think we said going into this race, we didn't know what to expect either. So they didn't NASCAR didn't know what to expect when they implemented this rules package at Atlanta. That track hasn't been repaved since '98, I believe it is '97. So there's 22 years of grit and grime and and just junk on that track. It's coming apart. It wears tires out within 15 laps. Um. So. Isn't that what we dream. want, though? I mean, uh, I I, some of the suspense was who's going to break, who's going to bust a, a right front tire. I mean, a uh, uh, yeah, a right front tire. Right. Did you see those and tires Daniel coming Hamer. off the wheel well? They were blistered, guys. Oh, and I'm not arguing the fact. I think yes, that's what we all want. But NASCAR didn't know what to expect out of this. They said it was a fairly entertaining race. I enjoyed it. Chris, you enjoyed it. Jason was probably working. Um, yep. <laughs> but that's what we want as fans. We don't want to follow the leader style race. And you didn't get that at Daytona, and you didn't get that. You didn't get that at Atlanta. You had guys. I seen six wide at Atlanta on the, some of these restarts. It was it was crazy. I seen Kurt Busch take a hole that wasn't even there when he went for it, okay? That hole just opened up. I I saw I seen things that got me real excited. And that's where that's what NASCAR wanted to do. I can't wait to see what the ratings are because I, I hope that the fans uh at home enjoyed it. I was also pretty impressed. You you know 
I think you made a statement about it, Craig, that the stands looked pretty empty. I'll be honest with you, Craig. They looked a little bit more full than what they have in the past, and that is very surprising considering the weather. But, guys, isn't this what we talked about? Either you're going backwards or you're going forwards. I think we may be going forward again. It's too early to call. Of course, I love to predict things, and I'm wrong 99% of the time. But on this one, so you're in it a, feels you're in like we're, we're, we're getting warmer again. We're moving in the right direction. We're seeing better results. All right, I want you guys to explain something to me. Lap 273, the um, caution flag flew for um, Truex. What was the deal with that? What was the deal with it was it shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have been penalized, but he was. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I'm not really sure. I may have missed that part. Um, because I, wish, I, missed it. I wish this would have been uh, brought up in pre-show. That way, I would have known to to go check that out. Because um, I, I had to cook dinner, so that might have been one of the times where I had walked away from it for a little bit. Um, but I really, I don't know. I I don't know how I missed that. I mean, if it was one of those things where they were going under caution, then nine times out of ten, I was either smoking a cigarette. Or uh, you know, during pit stops or something like that, or I was cooking, I was cooking the hot wings at the time because we had hot wings. All right. For uh, here's what it is. I must have missed that one. Here's what it is. Um, there was a late race penalty to the Joe Gibbs Racing 19 Toyota team. O'Donnell indicated that the pit road officiating trailer initially spotted a crew member over the pit wall too soon during Truex's final stop. At, a further review, manual review of the infraction was, excuse me, inconclusive and the penalty was retracted. It was a non-penalty, O'Donnell goes on to say, so it automatically goes to the penalty sheet, regardless of whether we override it or not, in the scoring tower. And that was one we couldn't confirm on the, that on foot was that, that one foot was down giving camera angle. So we didn't make the call. Jason, did you hear anything more about this? Uh-uh. Oh, sorry. My thing was over. No, I ain't hearing nothing. That this, you saying this was the first I've heard of this. All right. Yeah, I didn't really see much of it either, but 
Uh, it sounds uh, like NASCAR two weeks in a, in a row threw a big team a break, right? Because uh, Chase Elliott started on the outside at the Daytona 500. NASCAR chalked that one up. And then on on this one, Truex, the, the idea that they uh, that they were initialed a penalty and then it was retracted, um, you know, that's, that's, that's a tough break there, especially when the communication line goes to the tower that this penalty has occurred. So, you know, that's a, you know, that, that's not that's not too cool. And I'll be honest with you guys, I was sweating there at the end of the, since we're talking about penalties, uh, when they said that uh, they were checking underneath Keselowski's car with a flashlight. I'm not going to lie, guys. I, I was like, you know, I, I swore it'd be Harvick to first get busted, but, uh, you know, he did clear tech. <laughs> he did clear tech. Throw that prediction in there, you know. Uh, he did clear tech, and, and so they got to keep that win. But I was thinking to myself throughout all that was if they took Keselowski's win away, would Penske still honor that win? Because there was a big deal with him, you know, Keselowski becoming the winningest driver ever at Penske Racing. The guy's going to get to drive around in a yellow helmet, I believe it is, a yellow helmet from, from now on uh, he, as the winningest driver at Penske Racing. I mean, what an honor. And, and, and would, you know, we've, we've talked earlier in the year, would, would there be an, uh, an arrest assist uh, beside a win if it got taken away? And I think Penske was the, you know, this was the perfect example of that. That that could have happened if Keselowski had gotten thrown out. Uh, Penske may have still honored the win. I mean, why would you take it away from the driver, right? So, uh, you know, I keep predicting stuff, and it gets close. But, you know, I mean, there we go. Uh, and, and the penalties, you know, I guess it is what it is, Craig. You know, NASCAR, their judgment call said, uh, that 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 it was shouldn't have been a penalty. I seen some dirty pit road racing. I seen some dirty pit road maneuvers uh, this weekend in Atlanta. It, some of it from Logano, some of it from Bowman. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of heated communication there on pit road. Of course, Ron Priest's day got ruined on pit road. How about that? Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, he um, whose car was that? That he oh, was the 52 of Cody. Where's Cody? 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 Where's Cody? Cody? Cody where? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody decided that they were going to, I believe it was Cody, decided Here comes he was Matt. Here comes Matt. Oh, no. Here it was, comes Matt. No. Damn, but that, uh... B.J. McLeod. B.J. McLeod. Oh, it was B.J. McLeod in the 52. Okay, my bad. My B. bad. B.J. McLeod and his best friend, Bear. Oh, wrong guy. Oh. He stopped seven pits, five or seven pits short of his stall because he didn't know where it was at. Now, I don't remember seeing it so sunny down there that the sun was shining in your eyes. And damn, it was pretty much cloudy all day. So, whether or not he knew exactly where it was, well, it, it was beautiful and sunny all day. There was hardly a cloud in the sky. I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> You know. On Sunday, yeah. yeah. No, but I anyway, it. so Ryan Priest took he took the fall for that, and and you could see by the visor cam that he he did look down at his at his gauges, and and we all want to talk about the elite teams. Sometimes these cars are as close as they can be together, but guys, where Stuart Haas and Penske and Hendrick, where they're always going to get more is they're qualified position makers, a spotter. Should have been in his ear, guys. That was the first thing I said. Priest is going to take the fall for this, 
but a spotter should have been in his ear saying that the 52. It's that spotter's job to stand up there on top of that tower all day long. He knew, he should have known that the 52 was going in his pit stop. That's why you are up there where you are, so that you can you can help that driver see things. Uh, coming off pit road, coming on pit road is going to be a big deal this year, especially if the competition is closer and tighter. We're going to see more gambles. We're going to see more incidents. It's kind of weird, two races, two races into the season, and we've had two major pit road incidents already. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, being the first one at Daytona with what we had mentioned earlier, the, uh, the, the uh, Tyler Reddick. Uh, rolling into the back of uh, Jimmy Johnson. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think Tyler got cut up on there a little bit, uh, along with Ricky Stenhouse. And, you know, that was another big disappointment of the weekend. We seen Ricky up front for the, on the pole. Uh, the, it seemed like he didn't uh, have the speed to match for the race. But, but, guys, let's talk about Ryan Newman. You know, Matt Kenseth, he he left something at Roush this last time. And what he left was guidance. He left, uh, if anybody, if Roush was going to listen to anybody, he was going to listen to bad, to, to bad uh, Matt the Brat, okay? And I'm serious, guys, because, because Jack Roush is one of the coolest people in the garage, okay? But he's very loyal. You know, Mark Martin, Carl Edwards, Mark Martin was supposed to retire, and so that you know, everybody wants to talk about that split up. Look, Roush Roush loved him some Mark Martin, and, and 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 nobody was happier when Martin was able to go out and 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 you know win a bunch of races after he left. Nobody was happier than than Roush. I think Carl kind of broke his heart because he was willing to he was willing to give him half the company almost. Uh, you know, equity in the Ford Motor Company. Uh, Carl Edwards left a lot on the table. When he left Roush, but Matt Kenseth was one that he had groomed. Uh, he he bought Robbie Riser's uh, Bush Series team and put you know put Kenseth in the car, um, and Robbie Riser eventually become the president or the 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 main what is it called the compet- competition director at yeah, Roush Fenway Racing, right? So you know Matt. He left. Of course, I remember the interview where Roush says, "Yeah, Matt's decided to go to the dark side, meaning going to Toyota." What Matt was able to learn from Toyota and what he was able to experience, he was able to bring back and talk to the cat in the hat and say, "Look, this is what we need. This is what I'm used to. This is what I've seen for the last four years at Joe Gibbs's shop. We need we need this to be competitive." It, the results showed this weekend with Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman was up on that wheel. He was competitive. He he walked away. He said, I felt more competitive in this car today than I have for the last few years at Richard Children's Racing. Is that is that over an overboard statement, guys, or do you think Ryan Newman's on to something? No, he could very well be on to something. I mean, we'll just have to see if if his further if if his further races concrete what he's saying or if he's just saying if they it, can continue right right if if he's just saying it to make uh the old guys, guys there, there's there's plenty of evidence from last year as matt was closing out the year in the sixth car there's plenty of evidence that 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 roush fenway was heading in a better direction uh based off of the things and now they had all winter to work it over newman's been competitive in the last two races uh, i'm i 
is it far-fetched to believe that he may be considered a threat at Las Vegas? Anybody's a threat if the Bush brothers aren't in the race. (laughs) I mean, well, if you think Kyle Bush is going to go for a three-peat this weekend, raise your hand, and we'll 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 take note later. Because I can't see if your hands are raised. You'll just have to text me. I mean, really, he's going to go for a three-peat this weekend, and uh, you know, Kyle Bush. That was brought up. I, I know this is. I'm curious your guys' stand on it, because there's nothing worse to be than sitting there watching someone. Like, and I love Kyle Bush. I have. I just pulled out a collector's card that I had bought for fifty dollars. Like I forgot that I had. Well, I forgot where it was at, so I pulled it out and everything else. Like I'm a Kyle Bush fan, but there's nothing worse than sitting here and watching this man just dominate, get sent to the rear of the field, pass every bow by everybody, and dominate the race like. I'm sorry, but that's not entertaining to me. And my question to you guys at where you stand is, do you guys mind the Cup guys coming and doing Infinity in the truck races? I mean, they made a big deal about him passing Ron Horner Day this weekend also in the Josh truck series. Potter. And I'm, I'm, I'm – I, I, yeah, I – like, it doesn't impress me because, like, you have the best equipment and you're a cup guy. Like, and I'm a Kyle Busch fan, so I, I I understand the purpose behind why I think those days are behind us now. I think that there is enough talent because of the next program and, and the Drive for Diversity program and everything else where now we have not just a bunch of white guys out there. We have every race and females out there. We have plenty of talent and with these cable companies broadcasting the K&N and, and the Arca Series races, there's more and more exposure, and so we're getting to see more and more talent. This talent's always been there. just We didn't know how to tap into the resources and how to make all what we got now possible. Now we have the future already, and your Christopher Bells and um, Ben Rhodes and all these young, like, there's plenty of talents. We don't necessarily need the cup guys on Fridays and Saturdays anymore. I know once upon a time, yes, if they wouldn't have been racing, people wouldn't have showed up because NASCAR was horrible at recruiting drivers. And whatever, for whatever reason, we went through a batch of a, a bunch of nobodies that raced anymore, and it was just bad. And I understand Who why. Who could run with Kyle Busch this past weekend in the truck series, though? Nobody. The guy come from the back to the front like three different times. So you know, he, so- he would ride the high side and pass seven cars. It was, you know, he outthrottled them. He did everything. Look, it, it, what it does is it schools these little guys, and it shows just how good Kyle is and what, and just how far these guys that are racing the Truck Series full-time and racing the Xfinity Series full-time, they see just how far off they are from from being it. Kyle Busch is not going to be the last guy to take advantage of the five-race deal, or the ten-race deal, whatever it is. That, that they have for the for the lower series, and and now that NASCAR's restricted it, so that you can have Kyle Busch running out there every weekend, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with Kyle getting five wins at a time. I'm okay with uh, yeah, but uh, you know you uh, Eric Jones. To, yeah, but you got Go five ahead. going to Kyle Busch, then you'll have five going to Eric Jones, then you'll have five going to Kozlowski when he comes down. You have five going to Harvick, and so there's a, the, unless. For the most part, unless it's a race that is a non-cup race, you know they're not allowed to race or this is you know standalone. 
most of those races where they're still dominated by cup guys because you just got Kyle Bush, Kyle Larson now that he's got his five races and Logano. Like I said, I understand the purpose of it, but to watch Kyle Bush and be a Kyle Bush fan. Two winningest drivers him, last year in Xfinity were Christopher Bell and Justin Algar. Justin Algar, a former cup driver, a guy with plenty of experience, put that joker in victory lane. Okay, you know, many, more times than anybody in the field, and Christopher Bell was second in wins, and Christopher Bell is the next big thing. So, you know, you're always going to have that separation. Tell me any other driver that won multiple races that was a regular uh, Xfinity race driver. You know, well, these guys have well, got – they've got to beat somebody, and sometimes I, it just doesn't really matter that Kyle Busch goes out there and puts a whooping on him or, or Keselowski even. You know, I, I think that that's part of the interest. When you go to – uh, see a monster truck. The first thing you want to know is is Gravedigger there. When you go to um, uh, you know, uh, um, well, that's really uh, like a wrestling. You want to make I'm sure that the Rocker or John Cena or somebody's going to be there. You know, you don't want to go to somebody to a wrestling match that you don't even know anybody. You know, uh, in other words, some of the Chris, amateurs. Chris, yes, I'm old school. I go looking for Bigfoot. Like those are my days. That big oh, yeah. blue Ford. I'm before Craig. Well, you know, the Hot Wheels has brought the Bigfoot back. Hot Wheels and Monster Truck are now two separate entities. And Monster Jam, well, Monster Jam and Hot Wheels are now separated. And there was a, there's a legal issue going on with the Monster Trucks that were made uh, by Mattel. Uh, there has been a split between those two. Hot Wheels has created their own Monster Truck series. And so right now, you know, it's kind of up in the air. Bigfoot is actually, uh, will be a full-time competitor and is a full-time competitor in the Hot Wheels uh, Mattel series. So, uh, Bigfoot, it's coming back. No more Blue Thunder on, on, on Monster Jam. You know, you actually have the real Bigfoot over here with the uh, with the Hot Wheels. So I, I'm there with you. Uh, I remember when the Monster Truck Show was the show, and the tractor pull and the mm-hmm. and the and the motorcycles were just uh, you know yeah, the, yeah. the side show, the 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 feel filler. Yep. Oh, yep. So, uh, you know, it was a great race. And, and, and further t- to the point, like I said, with Al Gear and Christopher Bell, those guys, they're they're going to win. When you think about the trucks, you think about you got to go through Johnny Sauter and Matt Crafton. Matt Crafton's had a rough couple of years, but nowadays it seems like you have to go through through Johnny Sauter. Well, who did that last year? Brett Moffitt did. And, and what, you know, Brett was able to uh, uh, to win a championship. Uh, but but every weekend, like the goals are going to be set to beat one certain person that's running the series, and then one person that's maybe uh, a, a you know a, a celebrity race car driver in their in their series. I I would like to know what the percentage is of races last year that there were cup cup drivers in because I know some of them they didn't have any cup drivers, and in the cup races that the the cup guys participated in, how many were won by cup drivers? I'd love to know that number because that number right there would help me better decide whether or not I, I like the current way or, or not. But I, I just don't like it. Like definitely, it would, we would need stats for that. Like I'll go. go I'll, we'll try to get those numbers there because I guarantee you, if we do last year's numbers and the year before's numbers, we're going to see a major improvement in that percentage-wise. Because I think you know, two years ago. When when they were just discussing this, wasn't it Elliot Sadler who couldn't seem to get the win? I, I can't really remember a multiple race winner from the Xfinity series 
longer than two years ago. Most of the time, all the races were dominated by a cup driver, at least now in the playoff system. In the last ten races, there is no cup drivers in those races. Yeah. Yeah, we got to see we got to see a lot of victories last year. I think uh, more than or right at half the races were won by uh, an Xfinity regular. So yeah, they're still going to have to race somebody. I'm, you know what? I foresee this is what we've been waiting on for the last two years, and I know we have on Race Chat Live and Race One Big Sweat. How close or when Kyle Busch gets that 200th win? And and so guys, it's inevitable. He's going to probably get the 200 win probably in the next few weeks. Could it could you know could uh, speed things up real quick if he were to go for a three peat this weekend in Las Vegas, of course. Uh, but you know he's inching a little bit closer. NASCAR's probably not ever going to give another driver a chance to get to 200 wins in all three series. This is this is you know he was the game changer, guys. He was the one that come in and and uh, you know the rule changer, the the tuck rule for Brady. The best superstars always have a way of of changing the game. Remember in baseball, Mr. CJ Sports, where um, uh, uh, Pete Rose could come out of third base and lay the catcher out. <laughs> Where's uh-huh. that in baseball anymore? You know why? Because they had to protect the athlete. They had to protect the star. You know, Mike Piazza's career was cut short. Why? Because he got run into too many damn times. It's been God. It's God. Um. Yeah, it, it it just changes. Superstars change the change the geographics of any sport. LeBron James. Perfect example. He changed free agency in, in NBA. You know, Tom Brady that, changed y'all. the the, the quarterbacks from getting hit. You know, each, each each superstar comes in, and whether we want to admit it or not, they they change the geographic oh, background yeah. of of the sport. Kyle Busch changed NASCAR because why? It wasn't people weren't bitching when Mark Martin was going out there winning races in the Win Dixie car. People weren't bitching when Carl Edwards was going out there winning in the sixty car. But the moment Kyle Busch started winning a whole lot of races and started adding to this 200 win total, that's when fans got upset and they said, "Hey, we don't we don't want to see this anymore." That's that's one certain athlete changing the geographic of the sport. See, it wasn't me because I'm a Kyle Busch fan. It has nothing even to do with that. And I, to me, the difference is, and I agree with everything you say. Don't I? I'm just. The only difference to me on it, of though, course, you agree makes, because I'm this, right. This is what makes the difference to me, and why it didn't bother me then, and I don't like seeing it now, is because back then I don't think the talents. I we didn't have as many talented drivers. You got to admit our our Arca series, our K and N series, where we have a field full of drivers that could be cup if there was a spot they could be in the 500. But, the, you know, some of these drivers, they're stuck where they're at because there's no room to go. I mean, we have a, a, a really good farm system when it comes to NASCAR and all these different levels and programs and everything. And, and I think that is the difference why it bo- didn't bother me then because we needed the cup guys to fill the fields because there just wasn't as many talented drivers versus now. I don't need Kyle Busch out there because that Xfinity series or that truck series is full of talent. And drivers that, you know, we got drivers that are not getting an opportunity. I know, like, Kyle Busch, he's, he's old trucks, so you know, a whole different story. And I don't mind him doing it um, with his own truck. But. Great. 
let's bring Craig Moore into the fold because this is where this is where I believe that yes, we have created a farm system now. But you go back and you look at Jeff Gordon in the Bush series, okay? You go back and look at Jimmy Johnson in the Bush series. You go back and look at Ryan Newman in the Bush series. You go back and look at Casey Kane in the Bush series. You go back and look Greg Biffle. He won a couple of championships. He never was successful at the top level. You know, Jeff Gordon won, what, two or three Bush races before he was put into the 24 car? Jimmy Johnson, he, did he win one race in the Bush series before he wound up in Cup? Sometimes that breeding ground, that farm system hasn't been needed in NASCAR because, you know, like Casey Kane. I don't remember Casey Kane's Bush Series career, do you? And most of the time, you know why we don't remember him is because there was a cup guy out there winning all the races then. Very rarely throughout history have we had, uh, you know, first of all, the truck series is only, what, 30 years old? No, not even 30 years old, 25 years old, 20 years old? I think 25 years old, somewhere in the in the mid 90s, the truck series come about. So you know you had Mike Skinner, but Mike Skinner he raced how many years? Is four or five years consecutively in the truck series before he, he you know before he got to Cup. But yet there were other drivers like Kurt Busch. You you didn't hear about Kurt Busch before he become a Cup driver, did you? So we're we're getting more exposure now in the K and N series and the ARCA series. You know, yep. Bobby Gearhart has been in ARCA for thirty plus years. His chance to go Cup never happened. You know, I'm, I think he's raced a couple of races, uh, but but you know, he's mainly just known as a restrictor guy, restrictor plate specialist. Uh, but but at the same time, now that we have this this kind of breeding ground, this farm system. You know, there's gonna there's gonna be guys who you know go through it pretty fast. William Byron, he is the I think the first guy since Greg Biffler, since Martin Truex Jr. Uh, or Matt Kenseth that actually went through the farm system. He went through all the series before he got to where he is today. It may have been just one year in each in each one, but we didn't see Chase Elliott run the trucks full time, did we? No, he went straight to the to the Xfinity series out of late models. And and then now the you know, then all of a sudden he was on the circuit. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Craig, do you think that the farm system is going to breed the next drivers or do you see, you know, a, a clear-cut path for 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 people to kind of just skip that? What's your thoughts on that, Craig? Craig, I wondered. I wondered why he was so quiet, Mr. CJ Sports. Is he gone? Sorry, I had He's myself there. on mute. I thought he was on mute. <laughs> okay. They've got Go to breed it. 
the, the Infinity Series push, whatever you want to call it, um, they're going to breed their drivers. You're going to get somebody like like a William Byron, like you just said. He only did one season in each, but he did well in each of those seasons. So that's why they moved him up. You just can't bring somebody in here, and I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna catch hell from this for this. But if Danica had spent more time in the Xfinity Series or the Bush Series as it was then, um, she probably nationwide, she probably would have been a better Cup Series driver. Then, yeah, the more experience in the stock car, definitely the, the better off you would be. I mean, she had no seat. She had no real seat time. And I think that was, I think that was uh, their way of saying, hey, we need to bring notoriety to the top series. We don't give two shits if she's got enough seat time or how many cars she's going to crash. We need yeah, if seat time really mattered, driver. Craig Moore, wouldn't Jennifer Joe Cobb already be in a cup ride? Because Jennifer Joe Cobb has been around longer than I think any female in racing. She has a, she's been around since Shauna Robinson, and and Danica Patrick has spent what seven seven years in NASCAR. So Je, Jennifer Joe Cobb has been been there twice as long as what Danica's been in racing, but yet she hasn't gotten the the the, the chance to race in. And Cup, or on a weekly, you know, basis. Basically, Jennifer Jo Cobb runs her own race team. That's why she's at the racetrack every weekend. If it wasn't for her running her own team, I, I, we probably wouldn't know who Jennifer Jo Cobb is. Exactly. So they've got to they've got to breed them in in the Xfinity Series. They got to start them off K and N, Wheel and Modified K and N, Arca. You know. And then up to the trucks, Xfinity, and then up to Cup. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to wait eight years to get promoted. Mm-hmm. You know, but you can't be at the top of your game if you're doing it for six months. I'll give you. I'll give you a prime example. I've had people say to me, "Well, you don't play at big venues. You don't DJ at big venues." Well, first off, I don't want to DJ at real big venues. But if I did, I had I have the ability. I wouldn't be able to do that back five years ago when I started. Same thing. You can't jump into a you can't jump into a Monster Energy Cup Series ride without having the experience of years of training. Going up and working your way up to the Joey Logano is a perfect example, right? You know, we um, we knew a few years before he blossomed at Penske that that Joey was very talented. wasn't that he was putting results at the Cup level, but you would watch him race and beat Kyle Busch and and matching equipment, you know, at, at certain races, and you would see those glimpses of 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 a future champion. Yeah, of course it to, took him a while uh, to define those skills. Keselowski, another guy that we that we watched work his way through the ranks, an original mm-hmm. truck driver, went to Xfinity, got him a win out there at Talladega ten years ago in October, and uh, it spent, sent him on a on a total different you know different level. He you know within three years uh, he was a Cup champion as well, um, you know, and then other guys that we've seen like Gary Galding. 
who never really he never really blossomed. I remember hearing about Bubba Wallace Jr. or Daryl Wallace Jr. is what they called him at the time back in the back in the early you know 2010 2009, right? Uh, who's this kid with three three uh, significant names of racing? Is is that even his real name, Daryl Wallace Jr.? Are you serious? Like we heard that name coming up, you know, years before he ever uh, become where he where he is today. Uh, but then you've got somebody like Eric Jones, and within you know within five years he's on the scene. He's he's up at the cup level. Throughout time, we've seen that if they take their time to work their way through the through the ranks, they are more than likely to be successful. Only a few of them that are rushed into the cup scene actually become champions. Joey Logano, speaking of, you know, it, he's probably that one guy that you just knew he had talent, but he kept working and kept working, and then getting fired at JGR put a chip on his shoulder, and the kid's gone out there and showed us what he can do. Now, you know, he's not a very well-liked driver either, though. Well, but you want to Neither be liked Neither is Keselowski, Beavis and Butthead, right? <laughs> yeah, do you, want to, do you want to be liked, or do you want to win races? Obviously, the way those two guys raced each other, they want to win races. They don't even they don't even care if they like each other when they're in a race car. That's a racer, guys. That's what we want to see out there on the track. People give hell to Kyle Busch. People give hell to Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano. But guess what, guys? We're looking at winners. They're winners. They don't like losing. <laughs> Why do you now, think here, Keselowski and, and, and Bush hate each other so much? Because they're that competitive. All right, here, I want to go back to something real quick. We were talking about shipped up guys being trucks or Xfinity, and here's what our old uh, colleague Mike, and I don't mean old as in age. Um, our Mike, former colleague. Mike Perico, former colleague Mike Paracone said stats. Cup guys shouldn't be in trucks or Xfinity. I said, explain why. He said, prime example, Kyle, Kyle Bush. Major leaguers don't go to lesser leagues unless they're hurt or injured. And Bush takes point spots from the regulars. Example, so we would have got four points in trucks last week if Kyle was not in the field. Christopher Bell won seven races last year, he thinks. Um, and he's got a point. And we've raised this point. We raised this point with, with stats last year about this very same issue. And he's absolutely right. When these cup guys go down in the series, they take – they take points away from the regulars. It's not fair to the guys that are there every week busting their ass and doing what they got to do. And they run well, and then Kyle Busch comes in and stomps the entire field. I think, I think, um, what's the space should have wrecked Bush this weekend? Yeah, it would have pissed a lot of people off, but guess what? There probably would have been a lot of people happy. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Sauter said that he was literally going to try and wreck Kyle Busch. So that, I right. thought that was awesome. That's what NASCAR needs right there. They need some of that. They need Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski racing side by side. And they need Joe, Johnny Sauter saying at the end of the race that he should have wrecked him. They need a defined good guy and a defined bad guy. Mm-hmm. And we spoke on this last week or the week before. NASCAR does not have that. The last time they had that was Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon. They don't have that anymore. The only real rivalry in NASCAR is Brad Keselowski and and Kyle Busch. Argue argue it. 
Is, is there another bigger rival than those two guys? And look at Keselowski versus the the rich boy. You know, you look at their lives, they, they're almost complete opposites, but they're driven by one thing, and that's that to win. Kansas uh, Logano uh, little beef there was kind of interesting there for a minute. <laughs> and unfortunately, like they said in, in Un- Unrivaled, Sometimes the, the, the spark either goes away or one of them steps away from racing. And, you know, Kenseth, Kenseth and, and Logano can't be very good rivals if, if Kenseth's not at the racetrack every week, right? So Logano's going to have to yeah. find somebody else that's going to push him, you know, because obviously Kenseth pushed him pretty hard. And look, we know this to be a fact. Joey Logano was obviously resentful towards that 20 team. So every time Joey got around that 20 team, what did he want to do, guys? He wanted to beat him, right? This is this is the character of a race car driver. I'm 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 in compliance with you guys. I like the drama. I like I like the willing to race. You know, uh, one of the things that upset me last year was Kurt Busch when he said, "How does how's Harvick going to race me like that?" I thought we were teammates. Look, it's for the it's for a a, a, a point, a, a playoff point. Of course, they're gonna they're gonna race you. Um, I, you know, I think that that's uh, that just shows if Johnny Sauter would have went out there and wrecked Kyle Busch, would we have opened the show with a Jimmy Johnson, or would we have opened the show with Can you believe Johnny Sauter? <laughs> which one? Which one would have started the show off, Jimmy Johnson or Johnny Sauter wrecking Kyle Busch in the truck race? I guarantee you, I know the headline for our show if that it would have happened. Oh God, yes. Oh God. Oh God, yes. <laughs> Um, also, so Kyle Busch, since we're talking about that real quick, I, I want to make this statement. Kyle Busch made a statement at the end of the truck race, and, and I, I think it was pointed towards his employee uh, by the name of Todd Gillian. Uh, being that Harrison Burton, his uh, fast track to success has, uh, has, 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 come, has been pretty fast, okay? He's coming up through there pretty fast. He's he's finished, what, second and first? Um the last two, uh, the last, the last two weeks. No, did he? Who won at? Uh, no, he didn't win at the at Daytona. But anyway, Harrison Burton. Okay, one and two. That's how I read it. One and two was Kyle Busch and Harrison Burton. But Todd Gillian, on the other hand, he has struggled. Is is Todd fixing to get the hook here? Because obviously Kyle Busch said we've given Gillian plenty of chance, and he needs to perform now. Basically, he was giving warning to the Gillian team: either step it up or step out. There's really no in between. Have they given Gillian Todd Gillian a long enough leash? Should he be bringing in better results? Obviously, it looks like all Todd Gillian does is wreck drugs. Well, you know, how long are you gonna how long are you gonna put up with that? How long are you gonna put up with watching your trucks get smashed week after week after week and? Not call out the driver. I mean, would you allow it? I might let well, it go three races you look and at that's it. David Gillian and and Natalie Decker and both of them were not competitive this past weekend. So you have to wonder: Is Gillian getting the same truck? That that Kyle Busch is getting because there's two other trucks coming out of the Kyle Busch stable that are under DGR racing that are that are prepared at Kyle Busch Motorsports 
And both of those trucks didn't look competitive at all throughout the race, and neither did Todd Gillian. So is this is this Kyle Busch being the big-headed owner, or is there some actual fact that Todd needs to step it up because he is in top-tier equipment, and uh, Kyle Busch has sponsors that he's got to please, man. Well, and then, you know, we can go back, we can go one step further. We all remember when Kyle Busch used to go on his uh, tantrum, to which he still does occasionally. But, but the same thing. He was putting Joe Gibbs into a bad, a bad light with, with his sponsors. So, now that Kyle Busch sees what it's like from an owner's perspective. So, you know, just yeah, when you're in a KBM truck, you should be, you should be running up front. Uh, there's no doubt that that truck that Bush was driving, it must have either had something special in it or he's just that kind of special of a talent. Uh, go back and watch the truck race, race fans, if you hadn't seen it. Uh, it it's amazing. I mean, the guy goes to the high side and passes seven trucks. It's, uh, it's what he does in those uh, against the, the little league guys is, is, is something that we'll probably never see again because, like I said, I tried to make the statement earlier, NASCAR is going to limit this. They're not going to. There's not going to be anybody else to get 50 wins in, in the Truck Series and 50 wins in the Xfinity Series and, 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 and 50 wins in the Cup Series. We're never going to see this again. Actually, he's got 52 wins in the, in the Truck Series. Wow, 52 <laughs> wins in the Truck Series. But and and now, a lot of those wins were with Billy Ballou, if y'all if you guys remember. Now here's another thing we we've talked about this before. He's closing in on 200 wins. So does that classify him stats alone as the GOAT? He's no. over three series. No, and, and Kyle even said himself, I know people took a reaction to the meme earlier this week. Of course, we've discussed this many times on the show um, where uh, – Kyle Bush said that my wins are more meaningful. All Richard Petty did was go beat up on a bunch of uh, redneck hillbillies in his era. That was not true. Kyle Bush never said that. That was a NASCAR banter that put out that meme, and it just seemed to roll like cotton candy after that. Uh, well, so that was not Kyle a real – supposedly says goes – yeah, yeah, that was that was not a real true statement by Kyle Busch. I've heard Kyle say that, look, it was a different era. I've heard the same thing that Mr. C.J. Sports says in his thoughts on this as, as, as what Kyle Busch believes. It's a different era. You can't compare the two. But it's very significant that he has 200 wins. Is he the best in racing right now? I, I, don't, I, I don't see how we can argue that he's not. He is the best driver out in, in, in cup racing right now. I mean, he's the best driver. He's the guy everybody's trying to beat every weekend, right? Kyle Busch beats yeah. himself, uh, but, but, but those guys, they're, they're aiming to beat Kyle Busch every weekend. Well, you have to aim to beat him because until somebody proves him wrong, he is the guy to beat. So and instead of a goat, he's more like a goot, a greatest right. – of our time, a greatest of our time. So he's a goot. He's not quite a goat, but he's definitely the goot. There's I like that, didn't you? Right there. There's a full question. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I know. See, I, 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 I heard the pins start writing on the paper. Oh, 
Yeah, that'll be a sad one. So, uh, what did you guys think of the Xfinity race? Minus the fact that it was uh, ran in the rain, which is astronomical in and of itself. I think that... uh... You there? I was just saying, I think that uh, he stopped. Um, he says he's still here. I'm trying to remember. I was at work. I watched the race, but I'm trying to even remember who won the actual race. It is drawing the blank. I, I know. I believe it was Christopher Bell on outside on the porch right now. Yes. Yes, and he dominated the race as well. Um, I like Christopher Bell. Um, my bad, I think I picked. Christopher Bell to win um, the Xfinity Series Yeah, I believe race. he did. Yeah. Um, he did. <laughs> very, 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 very talented driver. I just, I don't know. I'm not – there's certain tracks I'm not the biggest a fan of, and Atlanta's one of them that – I don't know. I Charlotte, I go to Charlotte all the time because Charlotte's right here, and it's not my favorite track. Like – I, it's so strung out, and I, I don't know. And, and so I'm not a huge Atlanta. I've been to, I've been to it a couple of times. I went the year Gordon won his first championship, uh, 90, well, it would have been 95 season. Um, it was my senior year, and uh, he pretty much just had to start the car, and he clinched the, the, the championship. Atlanta used to be the, the final race. And, uh, right. I mean, I've, I've been to Atlanta even that far back. And it's just one of those that's just not my favorite of track. And um, Christopher Bell, like I say, he, it's so dominant. I, I can at least I, I can at least respect the fact that he's the Xfinity Series guy and he dominated the race. I'll give him that. Like I I just hate watching somebody dominate race to lead like all the five laps. Like I mean, I like Christopher Bell well, and it was a great race, but <laughs> I just I want a little more passing. Yeah, there, it's been two lackluster races uh, in the Xfinity Series. It's kind of got me worried. We saw a lot of a lot of great racing last year uh, in the Xfinity Series, as we most of the time see in the lower tier levels of NASCAR. Uh, but something something's just not, you know, we haven't seen very much passing. We haven't seen very much side by side racing. Uh, I think that NASCAR's been focused on. Uh, on, on the getting the Cup Series straightened out, and maybe they need to go in and tighten some things up in the Xfinity Series uh, because, uh, you know, when you don't have very much passing and, and very few cautions, the excitement level is hard to build on, on these races. Uh, you know, uh, they, they're going to advertise three series. They want action in three series. So I'm very disappointed with how the Xfinity Series has started out. Anytime you go to a plate track, you expect to see – you know the, the spectacular, and you didn't see that at Daytona in the, with the Xfinity cars. You didn't get mm-hmm. that spectacular race this past weekend in Atlanta. You know it's they've got some uh, catching up to do. They, it's time to start entertaining the fans, especially with the two races that you got from uh, the truck race at Daytona and the truck race this past weekend. Of course, it was uh, it was great too. Um, even though Kyle Busch kind of stole the show there. Uh, but still, you know, at least we had passing. At least we had somebody making it exciting. Uh, that's just not the case in the in the uh, Xfinity series right now. 
I think it's too dominated by Dale Jr. What do you think, Gus? I think Dale Jr. is just dominating the series and, and oh, God, nobody yeah. else can compete. What did you think about Junior what did you think about Johnson and Johnson's debut in the uh in the booth? Very nervous. Well he, had a he lot didn't talk loud there. enough. Yeah, he, he, he didn't talk loud there. enough. He sounded like a surfer guy from California, I'll be honest with you. Now, I think that it was funny because Harvick said that he had a sore throat and that he was losing his voice. And and I remember Jimmy saying, oh, great, you're going to make me do all the talking. But you're right. Every time that I heard Johnson talk, it it was – it wasn't um, – he didn't command a presence that a seven-time champion you would think would command in the booth. He seemed he seemed a lot nervous. Yeah, <laughs> so, very nervous, right? You know, and you would think that, hey, well, this this should be easy peasy. But he said it himself. He had to be able. He found himself wanting to look at the track and not the monitors. So, you know, I think that, um, and he was up there with Harvick, who had who's done multiple of these. I mean this isn't this wasn't his first rodeo either. So I mean it'll definitely be interesting. I'd like to see him back in it again just so that way we can uh we can have something to talk about. But real quick before we before we talk more NASCAR, I wanna I wanna change gears for a second. Um Chris you and I've spoke about this numerous times on, on Race Chat Live every week. Um New York State Stock Car Racing Association, something you guys don't have in Mississippi um, that you said that you guys need down there. Uh, we held our uh, awards banquet. They held their awards banquet this past weekend. And uh, I'll tell you what, a couple of guests that we've had on this show a few times picked up a few awards. And a huge shout-out to huge shout out to them. Derek McGrew, Jr., uh, he picked up for uh, – Award of Excellence, 17 feature wins. You get a nice little, you get a nice little trophy and uh, or a nice little plaque. Uh, Cliff Halson, who we've had on before, he uh, he also picked up an award. So New York State Stock Car Racing Association, they do they do a lot. And uh, any any time I do a benefit for a race team, which I'm doing one this weekend for uh, somebody we had on the show with us last year, Mike Bellinger, and we're doing I'm doing another one in March for uh Harry Schaefer and Mike Jackson who we had on we had Mike on last year. Um they're always giving away memberships for the year. So if anybody is listening in the New York area and uh you are a racer and you're not a member of the New York State Stock Car Racing Association, well you better you better look into it. Um, but they held their annual awards banquet this past weekend, and uh, from what I can tell, it was a hell of a turnout. So that's just awesome. It's, it's nice to see. Uh, it's nice to see people getting recognized. They celebrate their 50th year this year, so that's cool. They were founded Amazing. in 1969. Amazing, and you guys should look into getting something like this. Uh, you could call it Miska. <laughs> yes, we, we've we actually had several conversations trying to get something like that uh, together here in Mississippi as well, something that's uh, actually official 
and uh, holds 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 the uh, uh, something as a record keeper, basically. Um, of course, we're kicking it off our season. As a matter of fact, this weekend, uh, Hattiesburg Speedway kicks off their season with the USCS Sprint Cars. Uh, then they'll go up to Jackson Motor Speedway on Saturday the third. Uh, but in just a few weeks here, you know, why not Motorsports Park? We we roar back to life in about a month. Uh, it's March 23rd uh, for the Battle of the States. Go out there and win that championship belt. Uh, a little bit different strategy this year. They're running uh, quite a few one-night shows instead of instead of three-day weekend uh, events. Basically, practice Thursday and you know qualifying heats on Friday and and the main show on Saturday. Well, Rodney and Phillip have decided that they want to go to a one-day show. It's a little bit less on the money side, but guys come out and support it. Uh, it's going to be March 23rd at Wanai Motorsports Park. I'm getting excited, man. If uh, y'all are done with Sunday, your banquets up there. huh? That is a Sunday, is it not? March 20- No, it's a Saturday. No, it's a Saturday. Yeah, it's Saturday. I thought it was a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but you know we're looking uh, we're looking forward to kicking off the the, the year at Wanai uh, Motorsports Park, and uh, like I said, you know we're ro- ro- roaring back to life this weekend right down here in the dirty south. It won't be too much longer, Craig Moore. Y'all have cars on the track up there up north as well. Yeah, it'll be um, opening day for uh, go karts is April twentieth, and um, Fonda Speedway opens up their season. Mid-April, as does as does Glen Ridge, but that'll depend on weather and track preparation. Because uh, this coming week we're going to get another. This coming Wednesday and the Thursday we're supposed to get another six to eight inches um, of of snow. So the more snow we have, the less time they have to prepare these tracks. So hopefully the uh, snow will let off so that these guys can get out there and uh, get these tracks prepared and ready to go for for opening season. I'll be sharing on the uh, Race Chat Live page. The season opener for Fonda is actually set for April 20th at 6.30. So that's, uh, that's weather depending, obviously. But that'll be uh, that'll be a Huge night. People tend to show up for the first night because they're they're anxiously awaiting. Um, Twenty four. Here's here. I'll give you an example. Six oh two sportsman. Thousand dollar to win. Um, modified is twenty four hundred dollars to win. That's going to be every week. Twenty four hundred dollars to win. That's not uh, that's not too shabby. I'm sure Stewie will come in and visit us a few times next year or this season and uh, take a few of those $2,400 checks, which will be nice. But uh, ticket prices, I don't know what you all's ticket prices are down there, but here it's $11 at Fonda for adults and $9 for seniors. Kids 11 and under are free. If you want to get into the pits, it's going to cost you 30 If you got a pit inch, if you want to do the pits and you don't have a license, it's going to cost you 35 So uh, it's uh it's still affordable, and that's. Uh, it's, it's, I like that grandstand price, eleven dollars. That is not bad. Uh, that's no. Uh, that's and there's a, really not a bad take note with. Yeah, yeah, that that's awesome. Uh, I like Chaz's theory: build more seats, 
and uh, fill them up, and that's how you make that's how you make uh, more money at the uh, more money for the promoter. Um, filling these seats, it's a problem these days. We've seen it. We've seen it in the top level. We've seen it at the lower level. Um, but as you said, uh, they they found a fine medium uh, in between big money payouts and cheap grandstand admission. Uh, how how much is that cheeseburger up there? How much is the track burger, Craig? Probably about four or five bucks. Okay, so see there. You, you 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 pay part of the track burger, but that's fine because you don't have to eat there. You can go to McDonald's before you get there. <laughs> oh no 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 no! You gotta have popcorn. You gotta have. You gotta have that stuff. It's, well, that's where they get you. you, at. you know, yeah, well, you gotta have that dirt in your burger. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, no I'm a nacho cake. guy. I like no, nachos. Oh, you gotta have dirt in your nachos. Yeah, hey, by the way, with the jalapenos. Before we uh, go any further, thanks for sharing that video of you, or that video and uh, audio of you. We'll have to share that on the Rich Cat Live page. That was uh, that was very good. Uh, are you was, talking about me calling the race? Yeah, I'm. At, I yeah, really buddy. am. I, I really am an announcer. I know most people are like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I'm probably not the most typical announcer that 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 is in auto racing, but. I have my own technique, and I'll be honest with you guys. I can sit there and listen uh, to some races I call, and I don't even realize that it's me. I ask myself all the time, "Where did I get that from? Where, you know, where? Who's who's teaching me how to do this?" <laughs> and I also told my wife that since we since we have such a long off time, that even though that was the last race of the season, I had 17 races to prepare for that night. Right. You know, it it's hard to get that rhythm back. It's when you when we start out and go to the first race, I'll be the worst announcer in my head than I've than I ever was, because I have to start all over again. You have to get up to speed. It's a lot like football, guys. If you don't go out there and you don't practice, uh, you know, your two a days and all that, and get up to speed, you you can't just show up to the game and expect to have a good game. You know, it's uh you you you've got to have some throwaway races there in the beginning of the season where you're getting up to speed, you're getting up to par, so that you can uh, focus on your job. A lot of a lot of it is pre pre speaking of what's what you're about to see. You know, and so when I go back and I listen to that, you know, I know it sounded like I was bragging or whatever, but guys. You know, uh, seven years in, and I think I've learned a lot. And 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 honestly, when you can go back and listen, and you you're like, is that really me? You know, is that really me talking? Then I think that kind of uh, you, you you surprise yourself on your ability. Of course, now I had Mr. James Murphy in the cockpit there with me uh, at the Fall Classic, and that's my mentor. And and any time that I'm working with Mr. James, uh, it, being that he was the first one that I that I built a relationship with in the announcer stand. Uh, you know, it, it takes me back to the beginning, and of course, I'll never be as good as Mr. James Murphy is. He's getting a little bit older now. Uh, I was kind of, I was able to out-talk him, but he had the better, uh, the better puns and the better phrases there than I did throughout the night. But I was able to out-talk him this time, so I'm actually getting a slight edge on Mr. Murphy, uh, Mr. James. Uh, but it's just an honor to be able to sit with him. Of course, you know, he was the original track announcer, uh, and then I come in and he retired, and uh, so yeah, after. After working a couple of years together, him getting me off, uh, you know, off the ground, I, I kind of wonder 
if maybe that race he was able to sit back and say, this is this is my project. This is what I was able to create, you know, because when I first come there, I didn't know much. And I didn't know much about the vocabulary. I just I, I just knew how to talk. And, and Mr. James kind of, uh, he made an announcer out of me. He made me a broadcaster. And uh, throughout the beginning years when people were like, why are you calling the races? You don't have to call the races, Chris. Uh, they can't hear you and all that. I always found a reason to say, but there there is somebody out there listening. And and we would you know we have our our radio network uh, that 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 broadcasts it to the racers uh, there in the uh, at the racetrack. And there's people in the press boxes, and I would always use them as the excuse. Well, they're listening to their radios in the press box in the uh, in the in in the suites. And there could be uh, a mom sitting in the sitting in the back of the pits, you know, feeding the baby, and she can't hear the the pit speakers. You know, I was doing it for them, but I, I really wasn't, guys. I was doing it to get better. And so, you know, years later, I get to look at that finished product, and I can't even. I, I hate to brag on myself, guys, but you know, like I said, when you don't even when you when you're in awe of your own work, you must have done a pretty damn good job. Well, no, exactly. You know, we're never as good as as we can be next time. If you wanna, if you wanna look back, you're only as good as your last. You're only as good as your last race. You're only as good as your last broadcast. <laughs> That's what scares me about the first race, right? Because I'm just coming off a great one, but there's no way that you can stay dormant for three months and then jump back in the cockpit and be just as good as those that have been that have been going since February already. There's some announcers that have been at work since January. Um, you know, I'm just now getting back to it. So I think as I get older, guys, I think it'll get easier, just like I anticipate this show, picking it back up. I kind of feel like I'm always right where I left off the last time. But you guys make that comfortable. It's not so comfortable when you're in that seat and you have all these other distractions going on. We can sit down and talk about racing for two hours, and it just feels a breeze. But when you're at the track and you have a microphone in your hand, and and you are uh, looking at thousands of people that are expecting you know a certain grade of of uh, of work. You, you, there are certain words you can't use. There are certain phrases you can't say. You can't pick a fight from the from the media tower. You know you have to be careful how you say. Well, such and such wreck somebody because if you say such and such wreck somebody, there's going to be a whole crew that is upset because you just said over the microphone that that person wrecked when it was actually the other way around. So, you know, there's so many do's and don'ts, and then you have to listen to the tower. You have to communicate with the people that are in the room with you. You have to read your stats. You know, there's a lot of evolving uh, situations going on when you're in that tower and working behind the mic. It's, it's a lot different. This is a lot more laid back than what it is on a weeknight or a weekend night there at the racetrack when, I, when you know, I'm there to entertain 3,000 people. Yeah, well, and that's just it. Uh, you, you, everybody, like I just said, everybody gets better. Uh, everything they do. I know, like you said about you said about talking to yourself, where you're practicing. I do the same thing on my way to a wedding. I will rehearse their their uh, their intros because you've got to. You like you know you don't want to you don't want to say there I don't want to say the wrong name. You don't want to say somebody wrecked somebody when they really didn't because, like you said, it's going to start a fight. 
And uh, yeah, you have to be very unbiased in those situations, Craig. It can get out of hand really quickly, and it's certain phrases and stuff that you just try to stay away from, Craig. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to be the attention stir, but at the same time, I, I do hold firm that it is my job to speak to the crowd and, and through my eyes. And so there's a, there's a thin line there. You know, I've heard announcers go crazy and, 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 and really create the ruckus when it was just two drivers kind of mad. But, but, Craig, if I've got two drivers over in turn three that are busting skulls against each other's fists, I, I, I'm going to tell my fans, you know, what's going down. I'm not going to become uh, Jim Ross all of a sudden, but I'm going to let the fans know that there's a distraction going on. There's some there's some pro, post-race activities. And, you know, if they didn't come here for a fight, here's a show. And this is for you. This is what you're going to go back to the Waffle House and talk about. Oh, Billy Bob did get out on Jeff Rowe. Yeah, he did. He showed up. He hit him with that Hans device. Yep. Yep, did you see his old lady jump over the race car Duke style? I sure did, and ripped them Daisy Dukes too, didn't she? Yes, she did. You know, that's that's just uh, that's the entertainment factor. But but you know, I don't you don't use that position to become the show. You are in that position to speak of the show, and I think that that's where some announcers are a little bit different than me. They get a little bit bigger head. And, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of more of the, the reserve. I, I do a lot of my talking and controlling the airwaves right here on Race Chat Live. And and, and, and and you would say, well, Chris, how do you get into that position and I do it? Because, look, I'm going to tell you something, why, Craig, because I'm not sitting amongst 30- and 40-year-olds in that crowd. I'm sitting amongst 60- and 70-year-olds. And you know as well as I do, you don't speak unless spoken to. Yeah, buddy. That's why I don't <laughs> talk most of the time. <laughs> Enough about me, jeez. Uh yeah, you should share that to Race Chat Live and I appreciate the, the, the shout out there, Craig. Uh but you know, it's a passion and it's what I love to do and it's it's what I call my full time job and uh, you know, um hopefully in a few years y'all will see me out on a tour and I'll be rolling around with some major series. Uh right now it's just about focusing on raising these kids and getting them into something, so I'm uh, not really looking to travel right now, but, but definitely as I get better and more uh, demanding with my voice and, and, and calls the better races, when I start sounding like that professional, I'm definitely going to be looking to, uh, to cash in on it later on as uh, as that opportunity approaches. Uh, guys, we're into the third, fourth segment already. It has been a hell of a night. Race Chat Live could continue for the next four hours, I think. There's so much to talk about. It is the beginning of race no, season. We're going to, to Las Vegas. 7 a.m. Yeah, we're going to Las Vegas, guys. Is there is there anything that we can expect from Las Vegas? Or, or we can does, does the season begin this week? Yeah, we does the season begin this week? That's all three of my picks right there, Kyle Busch. Uh, yeah. Kyle Busch, Kyle yeah. Busch, and Kyle Busch? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have wow, to are you doing it too? Are you going there? I mean, because this could really be something, all three of us picking Kyle Busch for all three wins. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. What are the odds I of mean, that? Of I mean, us all agreeing with each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's his hometown track, guys. What do you expect? He wants that three-peat. Well, if he gets three, then he only needs two more. So, so Ryan Priest is being left off the list. I think this is the first time ever. Ryan Priest is not on the list. 
uh, 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 Stuart Friesen's not on this list. We're actually we're actually picking who we really think is going to win this weekend, right? Kyle Busch. Yeah, not who we all want. weekend. It's going to be a Kyle <laughs> Busch weekend. We're going to hear so much Bush that the Bush commercials are going to be annoying just because they're going to say Bush a bunch of times. So, I mean, we're, we're, it's, 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 it's a Kyle Bush weekend, huh? Bush. Why have they not partnered up yet? I know a candy company represents represents Kyle Bush, but Bush Beer has left a great opportunity on the shelf there. Uh, but not sponsored. I mean, you would almost think those two, they're even spelled the same. Kyle Bush edition. Bush. He's going to win the race this weekend. Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush. <laughs> Why have they because not done it? In, because they're locked in with uh, Stuart Haas. That's why. Who's, okay, who's going to win the oh, poll yeah. for the cup race? Since we're all going for Kyle Busch <laughs> <laughs> to pull the three-peat off, who's going to be the pole setter? Uh, for the truck series? No, no, I'm just for to... cup, guys. Just for oh, cup. Oh, just for cup. <laughs> just for <Yeah>. cup. <laughs> we'll be here all day if we do that. Not only do I think it's um, repeat, I think the truck series and the Xfinity series, I think he, like, kills everybody. I think what we've seen <laughs> last week with the truck, I think that's what I we're going to see all weekend. <laughs> I might just go ahead and go to the garage Just get it over with Not if Johnny Sauter has anything to do with it Obviously Because he <laughs> said that for a reason I, I think uh, Johnny's not one to make a threat without the promise uh, well, here's, uh, Not today I... Bush uh, Bush not Open up a can of Bush ass. Not today <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright Stats is going with Kyle too So um, Kyle who? But, oh Kyle, Kyle Boosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who I think is going to win the poll in the uh, at Vegas? I think it's going to be Kurt Bush. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. All right, no, yeah, go ahead. No, seriously, I think it's going to be yeah. Kurt. Hey, you know what? A week off of talking uh, crap about CGR, uh, saying Chip Ganassi Racing wasn't up to par, they come out there and they showed that they uh, they had the speed at Atlanta. Um, uh, Kurt Busch uh, was a threat there at the end. He was a threat throughout the race. Uh, of course, Larson beat himself on pit row. He rode. He had the car to beat. Uh, that's for sure up until that point. Uh, so Kurt Busch. I mean, that, that's a pretty that's a pretty decent pick there for the poll. How about you, Mr. CJ Sports? I love Kyle Busch all the way. Like, I I think this is going to be a ridiculous Kyle Busch kind of weekend. Uh, I think in all three, I think he... Including the pole? Yes. Wow. I'm going with the Rocket Man, y'all. I am. I'm going with the Rocket Man, Ryan Newman. Um, I know uh, I, I feel strong about... These Fords, I feel strong about where the direction that uh, that that Roush Fenway Racing is going. Uh, we've seen speed from Stenhouse at Atlanta. I believe they'll be able to take those notes, at least transfer over to a good qualifying effort for Newman. Um, if we can get these Fords fast at Roush Fenway, Newman can definitely sit on a few poles. It's been a while, so uh, you know it's not far fetched. They called him the Rocket Man for a reason. I think that he's on his farewell tour. Roush Fenway will be the last ride that he gets. 
so you know he's going to hold that breath and 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 hold on to the floor for about two laps there and knock out qualifying. I expect Ryan Newman to sit on the pole for Las Vegas and blow everybody's mind. I mean, seriously, uh, for the headline to be on Saturday morning, Newman sits on the pole. I think that that would bring a lot of attention to Roush Fenway Racing. I, All right, other I got than a that, question. Yeah, go I ahead. got a question for you. How many uh, lug nut penalties are we going to see this weekend? Because there was a couple of them. Um, there was, Bubba Wallace including. He, he he got a penalty for a loose lug nut. And who else so was it, Craig? Matt Benedetto, which is the Matt name D. that uh, Mr. CJ Sports cannot say. So, how many? Over under three? Should we should we make three the over under? Yeah, make three the over under. Uh, I say uh, I say under three. You say under three? Yeah. Well, we we will see. But I will tell you this: that Kyle Bush is going <laughs> to have a very successful weekend. <laughs> and and so many times that we all agree with each other, it turns into a disaster. So I'm actually hoping that we jinxed it by all of us. Uh, picking him to win. I, I feel that even though we're all in favor of him winning, uh, the race will work itself out, and Johnny Sauter has a threat that he has to back up. And if Kyle Busch is running up front and Johnny Sauter runs second, then at least at the end of the race, I expect Johnny Sauter to pull the old cold trickle and uh, take out Russ Wheeler. You know? I mean, well, that's I, also gonna have to do. That, <laughs> I also think that uh, – I also think that if Stewie gets close to Sauter, he owes him a few. So there is something going on between Sauter and Friesen, and I've I've yet to put my finger on it, but I feel like there may have been that that may have been something that led into the departure of Johnny Sauter. I would hate to, you know, I'm not saying that uh, Stewart had anything to do with that, but. There was definitely some uh, some head scratching moments last year near the end of the year, uh, the way that Friesen and uh, Johnny Sauter raced each other. I'm wondering if that might be a rivalry brewing there. You have any insight there? No, I don't have any insight to it. Um, but you very well, very well may be correct. Try to say that ten times quick. <laughs> so uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out. For uh, for the rest of the truck season, I mean we've got 24 races to go, so or 26 races to go. However, over a long weeks, so I think it's 26 or eight weeks. Uh, half a pregnancy, pretty much. <laughs> well, good race fans, we want to thank y'all for listening to Race Chat Live. Of course, we gave our shout outs to the local tracks that are going to be racing this weekend. If you have um, if you're around the Mississippi area, of course, it gets fired up. But down here this weekend, there's a slight chance of moisture. But you know what, guys? Don't even let that worry you. Go down there and, and uh, check out the USCS Sprint Cars at Hattiesburg Speedway on March 1st uh, down in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. No telling who you'll see. They've had racers like uh, Morgan Turpin, the fastest girl on dirt, Terry Gray, uh, you know, a uh, very well-known uh uh, sprint car driver Derek Hagar could be there as well. Of course, Tony Stewart's made quite a few appearances down at Hattiesburg Speedway as well. You just never know who's going to show up. 
We don't know if any of these guys are going to show up, but of course we'll uh, we would love to see them race there, and we'd love to have you there as well. Uh, of course, uh, on March 3rd, Jackson Motor Speedway, and then we kick things off at Wynott Motorsports Park on March 23rd, the Battle of the States. Hope to see y'all there. Be there, as Rodney Wing would tell everybody. Uh, race fans, we want to thank you guys for listening to the show. I think we've got some sponsors we need to thank real quick. If Mr. CJ Sports can tell us what's coming up this week on uh, the 110 Nation Sports and uh, the sponsors that help make this happen. Uh, first, I want to make sure that I thank Fit for Life, um, Carolina Sports Plus, Maxivation Digital Media. Without these uh, great marketing partners, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So I want to thank them. Uh, follow us on Twitter at 110 Nation. Like us on Facebook, 110 Nation Sports. Make sure you jump over and uh, check out our site, www.the110nationsports.com. Uh, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Um, we got the 110 Nation Sports Show. Got a lot of uh, topics that I'm looking forward to jumping into. And then, of course, we got Izzo at 930 that uh, will be joining me to talk about uh, the NHL. Uh, Wednesday's kind of up in the air right now. Wednesday I will be turning 41. And uh, Wow, you're uh, old. Not, sh- <laughs> not, uh, not sure what, uh, what the plans are for that night, so I'm uh, not quite sure on that. Um it was one of the things I'm Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President Day. Happy birthday to you. Are you bucking for a pay raise, Chris? Uh, I, I, I need to borrow the Learjet. We're going to the Supercross this weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, uh, thank you, everybody. I uh, want to thank you for that. Uh, make sure you guys go uh, give us a like. We are just short of 1,600. We would uh, love to uh, finish this ma- uh, month out on a uh, good note. And uh, go give us a like if you've not liked us already. Real quick, before we go any further, and uh, this is not racing related, but my son, Zach, bowls for the local community college. And they are getting ready to head out to Chautauqua, which is out near Erie, this weekend for a national bowling tournament for colleges. Um, So I just want to wish them the uh, FMCC, Fulton Montgomery County Community College Raiders bowling team, a very, very good luck. And uh, win, lose, or draw, they're all winners to me, but especially that redhead that bowls anchor. (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be pulling for Zach uh and uh and to try to give us a, an update there uh, especially Absolutely. if they're uh if they're winning. Um but we want to thank you guys once again for listening to Race Chat Live. We'll be back on the same time next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Central Time. Uh we'll have all the results coming in from Las Vegas including uh Kyle Bush's uh uh, mock head, well, uh, predicting headlines, Kyle Bush sweeps the weekend. I think that was a guarantee uh, prediction there from us here at the Race, and Race Chat Live 110 Sports Nation uh, Network. Uh, but, guys, we want to thank you all once again for listening, and we will be back next week. Thank you very much, and you all have a great night. Bye. Have a great night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs>